You are now tuned in to the Generation Y Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Generation Y Podcast, where we love to inspire, we love to motivate, we love to push people's stories out. And today, we have none other than the wonderful, the magnificent, the actor, the talented, extraordinaire, all the way from the sixth. I almost said sixth. The sixth. Because of your last name. <laughs> I think they're still going to get it. All the way from the Toronto Six, Canada. Yes, sir. Make some noise one time for the man, the myth, the legend. Julian Hyacinth, everybody. Oh all right, God. all right. The yeah. thing, Hold thing, it down in the bag. Jeez. The thing okay. about your intros is I'm never going to be used to them, ever. You don't have to be. For this entire relationship, of course. I will never be used to your intros. I'm gonna. I'm not going to like it. It should always come as a surprise, Yeah. what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's with anybody, you know, especially I don't Julian know. What, yeah, because like, after, after that, it's like, well... Um, I don't think what I'm about to say is that spectacular, but now you there's have this to. like pressure, this un, you know, this unbrotherly, yeah. you know, brotherly pressure. Of course, like, I set you up, so now you gotta like do something. You gotta follow through. It's the follow through game, follow -through. bro. Anyway, so we appreciate you for one for coming all the way Dude. down. Dude. Actually, you live here now. I live here now. Okay, because so, but, you're yeah, recently engaged. Recently engaged. My guy, locking <laughs> it down. Much. Okay. Recently engaged to my lovely fiance, Kiana. Okay. Um, I'm actually wearing one of uh, our shirts. Uh, she has a nonprofit called Believing Is Key. Yeah. I'm plugging her. Okay. Okay. You know, we just got to plug. Gotta That's plug how you my do boo. when you lock it down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a nonprofit focused on mentorship, equipping, and um, outreach, essentially. Okay. Perfect. And she focuses a lot on mentoring young women, and her heart for that is super, super dope, super deep, and... I mean, you got to get her in here. Oh, man. You got to yeah. get here and let, let her what talk about it. What are we doing it. with you in here, let man? Her, you, Where you know is Kiana? We should just stop this. Yeah, and, like, we'll cut it. Cut I'll, the camera. I'll text cut her to come down. And Please do. This, this is a waste of film. No, I'm playing. Bro, we appreciate you coming through, man, <laughs> for you. real. Ever since I met you, for one, there's an energy about you that's like, you, for one, it's welcoming everybody, but then also like you, you bring a certain type of talent but then energy that just wants you to be there oh, you know man. what i'm saying and so for one we connected from the jump you saying in december time right yeah. and so um like whenever i met you okay i'm gonna tell the people this first yeah, go ahead. okay the people know for one super super dope super chill you know what i'm saying but then whenever you get to know this guy and he starts talking he just he just don't stop okay mm. I, I i didn't realize but what he's saying is so energetic that it's like, you know what? I got to tune in. And then whenever it keeps getting, there's like levels to Julian. It feels wow. Like. And okay. I feel like whenever we took our last trip, <clears throat> we really got to that level of, for one, 90s music. Yes. Not only 90s music. Oh, my. We went. How far did we go back? We, we went, went, we went to the 70s. We went 70s. We all went the way to the 70s. 70s. Yeah, we yeah. went to Seals and Crofts. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Y'all kids don't know about that. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but then also, you weren't even just like, you were all over the board in genres. Yes. I was like very thrown off. I take that as a compliment. Because it was so dope. Because I was like, no, I've never, anybody that's on Gen Y, nobody's brought up like, Rock bands, they never brought up. Country bands, they never brought oh, up. Yeah. Just any of these things. Bro, you're throwing on everything and anything. Everything. Nirvana. Nirvana. Threw me off. You know I was saying? like, Julian? Yeah. They listen to that in Canada? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we it was grew dope, up in man. such a uh, such a diverse neighborhood yeah. where, um, <clears throat> and essentially it, it goes back to the fact that you know uh, my mom coming into Canada at eighteen, she was an immigrant yeah, yeah. and. She basically she threw from? us Haiti. Okay. So um, my background is from uh, the island of Haiti, the island of Jamaica, and then Dominican Republic, which wow. is connected to the island of Haiti. But right. um, she just threw us into, you know, the first school that she saw, but she didn't realize, like, okay, I got black kids, so I don't right, know. Right. I can't throw them in any school. But she did. Yeah, and yeah. there were some pros <laughs> and cons. She did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were some pros and cons to it, but one of it came. One of the pros that I, I, you know, you try to focus on the pros. Right, right, right. But one of it was just my versatile, you know, experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Different types of music, different types of food, and uh, it honestly, it honestly built me into who I am today. Right, right, right. You yeah. seem like a super dope, well-rounded human being. Oh Julian. man, thank you. All right, and so it's not just talking about how great you are. Okay. You had to come from mm -hmm. something, okay? Had to. So tell the people like a little bit about what the whole <clears throat> culture, what the whole like scene. What's the what's the main thing that you see in the hometown that you live in that you will never forget? Wow, that I'll never forget. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to say uh, Carabana. So Carabana okay. is a Caribbean festival that celebrates all of the Caribbean islands. That's dope. And so we have a weekend essentially, and yeah. um, I believe it's. Um, August 2nd, it's like they call it Civic Holiday, but we just knew it growing up as Carabana. And That's it dope. was a large parade of all of your friends. Yeah. And then all these like old West Indian people that like you just yeah, don't know, yeah. but like you, your mom knows them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I remember every summer going to that festival. And then uh, there's a street that we have called Young Street. And it's one of the longest streets in Canada. Okay. And everybody in the city would go on to Young Street. So people would drive from the States. They would come to Young Street. People from the city would go to Young Street. And we would yeah. just like be on Young Street showing off cars, yeah. trying to pick up girls, <laughs> of just like, you know, going into stores, trying to buy stuff like that will always be the authentic memory that I had because honestly, <clears throat> the cops were like definitely out. And so it was right. a sense of danger. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was fun at the same time, but we didn't realize how dangerous it was for the cops and then how dangerous it was because you could run into somebody that you have beef with. Right, we didn't right, think right. about that until it happened. Right, right, You know, right. but um, those will always be fun memories about Toronto for sure. Which is a good segue into, like, I mean, you were telling me um, not too long ago even more in depth about, like, kind mm -hmm. of the gang uh, activity that you yeah. got into. Um, tell us, like, what age that was like and then um, what even led you. Because, I mean, there's an absence with your dad, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> My dad uh, was murdered when I was about two years old. Wow. Yeah, um, he was uh, he was in the drug game, and um, that literally has only two ends: yeah, either yeah. death or jail. So uh, yeah, so it was single parent home. So that had a large part as to how I how I joined um, the gang in my neighborhood. That's crazy. What, yeah. How many brothers and sisters? I got one brother, one sister, so okay. I'm the youngest. Gotcha. So there's Andy, and there's Adina, yeah. and then my mom got tired of a names and just. <laughs> Called me Julius. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't do another <laughs> A name. He don't look like an Alex. He don't, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't feel like Alex is gonna Alexander. He doesn't really strike he me. He ain't gonna make it. He ain't right. gonna make it. Let's <laughs> yeah. give him uh, Julian. So I'm actually named right. after my grandfather. Okay. Who was uh, a, a heart surgeon. Oh wow. On the island of Haiti, so That's he dope. was a celebrated, certified doctor. Do you know what Julian means? Uh, in the Greek, I do, but it like. 
uh, something about the son of gods or something like that. Wow. Okay. In the Greek. I don't know. Google wow. what... <laughs> Google what um we need a, we need somebody behind the camera that does that right know, yeah 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 like we, Joe Rogan. hey listen add add to the team there's something else to add we're to gonna the have team. to do that yeah we yeah have to have an admin person right just. right right but um That's yeah dope. um so after you after your grandfather heart surgeon named after my grandfather was a heart surgeon so growing up in a single parent home yeah, predominantly yeah. was the um the catalyst right, right, of me right. joining the gang I joined the gang at uh, 14 years old and this was uh as we know gangs as we know them to be, we know them to be like Bloods, Crips, or any other names that have mm. actually been solidified right, in right. the gang um, area. Mine was just more of a neighborhood gang, so gotcha. it was more territorial. So wherever we went, you knew that we were from this place and we would represent this place. Yeah, yeah. And we would defend it in such a way where it's like anyone who comes from here is not a punk. Mm. So that's kind of like what, what, what happened with that. But right. we operated like a legit, you know, gang. Not to like, not to like fess it up and be like, oh yeah, we were legit. Like we were actual gang. It wasn't that. It right. was what we were doing and what I was getting involved in was essentially gang life. And we were so yeah, much yeah. living on the edge. And we wanted to be the older guys that we saw who were actually in the gangs that we heard about. Right. But we just made it our own. And a lot of violence, a lot of, you know, situations and things that we held on to that we shouldn't have held on to, mm. places that we went where we shouldn't have been, um, things that we did that to this day, man, I still regret. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, that, that, that life at that age, I didn't think much because no one really taught me how to think or have a second thought about right, things. Right, and that right. came later, but yeah, yeah. initially the first two years of... Um, my gang experience was uh, pretty blinded. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Dang, man. That's 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 wild. I think uh, even like, I mean, we've got a lot of people on the team and everything, and they got a lot of different home backgrounds as well and stuff. Yep. And so we, we haven't really gotten um, involved at all, like with a whole lot of people that have like actually been in it, been in it. Mm -hmm. And so like, <clears throat> I mean, obviously going from, and that's another thing too, like, you know, with gener generation wise, like we talk about mental health, we talk about yeah. everything really does stem from, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that you've been through and it's all trauma based, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so like, we talk about mental health, we talk about all these things, but um, a lot of things that either shape us or break us has mm. all been from trauma, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think like you being actually in this, do you think that you would be where you're at today if it wasn't for... The things that you went through? Wow. Um, that's a good question. I definitely think to some degree I would have still been in this position. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have I but I would not have been the man that I am right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I still would have been in this position, but I would have been way more broken. A little less you know, mature. Le less mature yeah, yeah. if I didn't have those traumatic experiences. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and my my walk of faith. And, you know, as I read the word of God, man, it says, you know, um, taking all things, <clears throat> all things working together for good. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Those things that were meant to, like, break you down or cast you down, don't do that. Mm -hmm. It is a matter of perspective and yeah. holding on to that faith. But, bro, like, <clears throat> I don't think I would have been me. I don't think I would have been, you know, this personality that I have, this yeah. resilience, this tenacity. The list goes on. Wouldn't have been there if I didn't have those experiences. So I may have still been in this environment, but yeah, yeah. I would not have been 
the man that I'm supposed to be. And that's a crazy thing too, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, for somebody that is so outgoing, so welcoming, so like, you know what I'm it saying? It didn't always you, start you like that, man. It didn't. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, like, you going through all of this stuff, like, even like talking to you straightforward, you know what I'm saying? Me not yeah. knowing you at all, like, yeah. I wouldn't have known. You know what I'm saying? You've been some through some ish, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's but a like, large misconception that people make, about right. me, which I'm fine. I don't get offended, but right. a lot of people think, oh, man, Julian, he jokes too much. He's, <laughs> yeah. super, he's always super happy. He's trying to lighten right. up the room. I was literally the guy that would say nothing in the room. Wow. You know what I mean? I was the guy who, and that's hard to believe, like and during, I get it. Like, like during the gang life or like yeah. after? Yeah, like a little bit after, but like okay. during that time and even leading up to that time, like I was a funny kid naturally, like class clown right, and right, stuff right. like that. But those those teenage years where, you know, you're being shaped. Yeah, and you yeah. know what I mean? Your view of the world is being shaped. The view yeah. of who you are is being shaped. There was a lot of, like there was a large season I remember where I was just so introverted, so mm -hmm. into myself. And um, everything was for me. I got to look out for me. Right, and right. Even to the point where... Even, like, dudes that I rolled with, like, in the gang, like, I wouldn't trust them. Right. Like, it was like, oh, let's go somewhere. I would second guess all of those guys, but I still called them my brothers. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So there was always that reserve that I had, and that reserve manifested in a way that looked like as if I was standoffish and, gotcha. you know, don't really talk to me. And so, but now, <laughs> the, the the 180 flip yeah, yeah, is yeah. like, oh, yeah, man, what you need, man, <laughs> I got cool. you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. You know, so there's that, but that's how you know, man, God works, man. Right, right, right. That's how you know. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy to even see that, like, most of people that are like either in the entertainment world, like either actors, comedians, mm. rappers, you know, artists in general, you know what I'm saying? Like they've been through probably like the worst of the worst. Oh my gosh. In a way. Comedian, you know what I'm saying? Comedians especially. I hear some of the craziest <laughs> stories from like yes. comedians are just like, oh yeah, I, my mom was evicted and we were five and right, we right. lived in a shelter and then... Uh, at 12, I was a stand-up comedian. I did stand-up once, and I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Right, I was like, right. can we talk about the shelter season? <laughs> like, I'm glad you, you right. can tell jokes, right, but right. did you heal that young boy? Did you heal that <laughs> right, young right. that's still living inside of you? But yeah, you're right. It's, it's wild because I think that, in a sense, like, even as entertainers in some way, comedians, whatever, actors, rappers, mm. like, whatever, you're, you're being put on stage and kind of put mm. on a pedestal. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like even if you're prematurely put on a pedestal, sometimes you lack that purpose because you uh, haven't healed through and went through the process. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so, like, for <clears throat> you, what was that turning point, you know what I'm saying, in your life from the gang world to be like, you know what, I'm gonna need, I need to get out of this yeah. and actually do something with my life? Man, I was 17, and I just had this glimpse of the next... 10 years of my life or so and <clears throat> what sparked that i i don't even know i couldn't even tell you was it like a moment like where yeah a scenario my bad like um no 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 that's what they you know, we need to get out of there it's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it flies somebody, all over the place somebody had to go <laughs> <laughs> no but um i got a glimpse of like what my life is going to uh be like oh <clears throat> I've got, let's see. Check the connection, man. Checking the connection. And now live. We back on. We back on. <clears throat> we back on. I think. It takes a while for Instagram to do it, but um, I got a glimpse of, like, just my life and what my future was going to be. Mm. And 
I mean, this was this was grade eleven, I think. Okay. And I was um, I was getting into. Do you want a charger? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I could I could use one. I can I cut. I can cut this anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Technical difficulties. No, this is great. Don't worry about this. I could cut this off at any time. This is not. That's fine. Yeah, that, that should be okay. So what we'll do is we'll start from your question. Yep. <clears throat> there we go. Perfect. Yep. We are good. Pass through poor connection. Pause the poor connection. Oh, that's what I was going to get with the Wi-Fi. You know that's the okay. Wi-Fi? It's probably because of the, the ceilings and stuff like that. Yeah. You have to wait a little. <clears throat> Oh, this is perfect. Um, Wi-Fi, my man. Where is it? That's it right there. Yeah. Should be Franklin T nine. back. Technical difficulties, if you're still hanging with us, you're a real one. Don't let anybody tell you different. My gosh. I I think I think I want to work here. That's that's <laughs> hire me tonight. Bro, I got you. I got you. Um <clears throat> so what was that um, moment that turning point, bro? Yeah. Moment. So it was grade 11, man, and I was in high school and just got a glimpse of, like, my future. Um, and I just wanted to be something more. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I was, like, I definitely changed my group of friends. That's good. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to graduate high school, and I was just hanging out with bums. Right, right, right. Like, if I keep hanging around with bums, I'm not going to graduate high school. You'll become a bum. I'll become a bum. Right, right. You become what you hang out with. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Future. Yep. And so... <clears throat> You see, I was trying to make that last point rhyme. But right, it right, right. Work. No, it's cool. It's cool. But um, that's what it was. And uh, drama class actually had a lot to do mm. with that. Right? So drama class will get you. Drama class will get me. Shout out to Miss Getz. If you ever see this, if you're still out there, Miss Getz was a real one. She pulled me out. This is, uh, she's like a short Jewish woman. Of course. And she was like, you have a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to get your heart right, and you need to get your life right. That's crazy. But she definitely pushed me to see my potential, and but it wasn't overnight. Like I was still like, um, I don't know, I don't know. 
But I would say I would say my graduating year of high school was my turning point. That's dope. That's dope. And then from there, like, what are the steps besides like cutting out the people in your life, getting out of the gangs? Like, what were the next decisions in life to like? Was it continuing like acting classes, or mm-hmm. what was it from there? Um, well, I got an opportunity to be a part of a large theatrical play. Yeah. Um, it was a, a production company that still exists today. Um, but at that time, uh, they were predominantly putting out a plethora of like theater productions. So yeah, yeah. I landed the lead role in that theatrical wow. play. It was called The Ultimate Sacrifice. Okay. And it's a production company called Exusia Media Group, which I had the I has still have the pleasure of working with them. Um, oh, in, wow. in acting, and they, they travel through uh, high schools and educational okay. platforms and things like that. Yeah. So that, for me, was like a sign because I remember when I came out of high school, I'm just like, man, I was like, do I still do it? Do I still do the acting thing? Like, mm. do I listen to what Ms. Getz said? But I was like, I don't know where the opportunity is going to come from. So that came, and I'm like, okay, this must be it. That entire year was like life changing. Like yeah, I yeah. knew that I didn't have any sort of nerves standing in front of thousands of people because right, that right. that was actually the first that was my first time performing <clears throat> in front of over a thousand people. Oh word! Like yeah, it was like That's it crazy. was it was like in, in big space, <clears throat> large space. We did uh, three shows. And you weren't nervous at all. The first, so we did we did three shows. Okay. We did a run of three shows in one day. Oh wow! The first show I was nervous. Right, right. Second right. show I was Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah, of course. The of third, course. the third, <laughs> I was asleep. I was like, I need to go to my bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gave you everything <laughs> in the right, second right. performance. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, uh, yeah. Collectively, throughout the whole night, it was five thousand people that we performed. Wow, before. and That's I crazy. like. I can never explain the feeling of that. Like, yeah. just goosebumps running through you. And so I never said that I would do acting or performing for that feeling. Mm. I always knew I had this passion to engage people, mm. not entertain people. Yeah. So that made me so selective about yeah. the things that I involved myself in. Yeah. And that's where I talk to like actors and actresses about you know when they first get into the industry or if they're still in the industry yeah. and midway through whatever level that they're at, I challenge them to be selective about what they choose. Yeah, yeah. Whatever walk of life that they are in, I think that there is a, a, a significance and there's an importance yeah. about who you are as a person yeah. versus the person that you play mm-hmm. in a movie or a TV show. You have to be conscious of these things, especially yeah. now in these days. Yeah. The representation of... The representation of self mm. will uh, determine a large a large part of your identity yeah, yeah. and how you're seen in the world, man. So, wow. like, I think that's very important for, that's real. for artists to mm. do. I'm doing music, acting, whatever. That's real. That's <clears throat> real. So, it's like whenever you're choosing a role or something like that, do you kind of, like, even base it off of like your own personal values and like you could you could see yourself being like acting as that person mm. and becoming that role or do you like you're like okay this is a cool role i'm excited to be a part i get to use my talent i get to yeah. you know be passionate about whatever whatever but it's like what what is that feeling and whenever you're deciding a role like what is that mindset going to you know what i'll keep it so simple every time i get a role i i, I ask my mom <laughs> what she thinks about it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and not in like a mama's boy way. I'm right. like, my mom is the furthest thing from an artist, but she's the closest thing to the truth. Which is you. 
Right. You're the you're the truth. Bro. You're the, oh my god. <laughs> I'm yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. I'm I'm sure there's some people that would disagree. Right. But that's okay. <laughs> but my mom is when when she chooses to be yeah. the most authentic person in the room. And when I go to right. her about artistic choices, she tends to uh, you know, take her time and you know, she'll be like, you know, it seems interesting. So when my, when my mom calls something interesting, I love that woman, by the way. Hey, mom, if you're watching this, when my mom calls something interesting, she's still processing. Right, right, right. If she says she, wasn't, she don't want to give you a straight answer because mm -hmm. in the moment she's probably thinking something else. Right, right. When, but then, so there's that answer, and then the second answer is when she asks me, or when you know, if you ever were to talk to her, and if she asks you, what do you think about it? Mm. That means she actually likes it. Right, but she's right. really training you to. Figure it out yourself. And decide. And decide. Yeah, yeah. Because whether it's good or bad, you have to make a choice. Because it could be a good role, but it's just not sitting right with you. So she gives you that opportunity. And I've learned a lot from that mm. process of how she, you know, decides. Yeah, yeah. It's very wise. And so that's the first thing I do. The second thing I do, I do like my little, you know, research and mm. I figure out what the show is about, who's right. directing it. There's like things that you got to like look into. You can't just get excited. Right, for, right, right. Oh, I'm about to be a part of this thing. Like, okay, what's it about? What's the right. show about? What's the origin? Like your, your face is on this, right? right, right. Or you just putting a name on a check, that's cool too. Right. You know, you got bills, but I really think as an artist, you, you move from an actor to an artist. Mm. I think that is the transition. Wow. You start acting, but then you become an artist. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the that's the process. Because there's, there's an art even in deciding, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> so. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's dope, okay. Um, you were getting into something right there, man. I mean, mm. like that whole, uh, I was trying to remember the last thing that you just said about deciding and stuff. But, like, uh, what was the last thing that you just said? Uh, how my mom processes it. I said she'll, she'll, she'll kind of put the ball in your court and ask you what you think about it. But before, right. she'll kind of just be like, you know, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a little bit before that, I just said my, my, um, my passion and what I've always been compelled to do is... Um, uh, engage rather than entertain. Right, right, I don't right, know if right. that's where... Engage, entertain. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. <clears throat> that was the line, bro, because it's like um, in, engage to or to entertain. Mm -hmm. It's like that's whenever you really decide and make that conscious decision that you really are in it for a deeper purpose Yeah. than just yourself. Yeah, because right. engaging is I'm, I'm, uh, I'm speaking to the soul of that person. Right, right, right. If I'm entertaining, I'm pleasing the soul of that person. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I'd rather be a speaker to the soul Yikes. than a pleaser to the wow. soul. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of so, people want to, you know, hear what they want to hear. Just to but be what, what's going to last? In the moment. Let's, let's, like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, when, when we're talking about uh, provocative, prolific, yeah. uh, you know, you know, creation, yeah. um, things that will uh, stimulate the mind, I think pleasurable things, and I mean, this is this is a whole nother conversation, of right, course. Right, right, right. But in my in this context, I think pleasurable things are momentary, and they yeah. can be great. Yeah, yeah. But when we're talking about engaging someone, you're, uh, you're, they might not get it at that moment, or they will, and it might be a couple seconds. But I feel like that stays with them. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I I I I was able to deposit something in them for mm. them to think about. And I just think that's deeper than pleasure. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just giving them what they want. I think that even now that I think about it, whenever I watch 
uh, movies and stuff. And whenever I, even in the past, like I haven't, I haven't been a huge movie watcher lately, yeah. to be honest. But like in the past, when I was, it was like uh, I was so, I remembered the impactful movies mm-hmm. way more than I did the funny, lighthearted, or whatever. <clears throat> and the lighthearted ones, I had to like watch over and over and over right. and over. And just they were to entertaining. Be, yeah, it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, I still right, right, remember right. the entertaining ones, but right. go on, go on. But it's like I've had to, you know, watch those ones over and over because I wanted just that moment of happiness. Mm-hmm. But like I watched this impactful one one time, and that thing was like that. It, that motivation or inspira- inspiration or whatever lasts me like, like at least three, four months, and, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm still thinking about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you could quote lines for that, exactly. like spoke to you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love that about that. And one. that's a that's a thing is like even with Generation Y, you know what I'm saying? Like you even watching you come to. First of all, he came to our first assembly. Amazing. Not our first one, but our first one back. It was his Since first assembly. COVID, yeah. It was wild and almost 500 students, man, in the Dude. room. And no masks. No masks. They don't care about nothing. No ma- My heart was beating so fast. <laughs> I don't care how long I've been doing this. Yeah. When it's ki- when it's teenagers. Oh, yes. <laughs> Middle school, especially. Middle school. Man, if your heart don't beat... Because it was both be- middle school and high school. Oh, but, right, yeah. right, right. My yeah. heart was like, they, they about to trash me. <laughs> they about to throw me out of this gym. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, <clears throat> it was it was a dope time, but, mm-hmm. but my thing is, like, you were engaging, you know oh, what I'm man. saying, during that whole thing, and that's the thing that I feel like sets Generation Y apart from, like, other people that just go into schools and just, like talk at these kids and like bore them to for like 45 minutes to an hour long you know what i'm saying but like this is what we do like man we engage them we like relate with them but then we also are able to like sympathize with them yeah you know what i'm saying and so like because we've we've been there obviously yeah we we haven't had the same story but we've had the same hurt we had the same all goes back to trauma you know what i'm saying all goes back to trauma exactly so like I mean, that feeling of hurt is like we've all experienced it in yeah. some form or fashion. Yeah. That is like whenever you came up, you know what I'm saying? First speaker on the the roster. No you know idea. what I'm I was saying? Be the first one up. <laughs> I had no idea. And you like you killed it, man. But like you. you know what I'm saying? Even afterwards, there was two other Julians in the room. Oh, there's a lot of Julians in that school. Apparently, and they all came up to you, man, and was like, and I, and I think you were even telling me like. You didn't know how they were gonna relate to it because, mm-hmm. like, it's a majority like predominantly white, you know, town. Yeah, and you just you know, you, you know that the experiences are different, completely but you could different. be surprised. Exactly, and I was. Yeah, yeah, and so like seeing that, I feel like what was that return for you to be like my story was able to relate to a whole different race, a whole different different demographic, wow. a whole different you know what I'm saying, and wow. you were in a completely different country. Mm-hmm. A whole different, you know, lifestyle, a whole different, you know, culture, all that kind of stuff. Like, how, how, what is that realization to be like? My difference in community, culture, and conversation, but my story was able to impact and engage somebody that's completely different than me. Man, it's, it <clears throat> it speaks to so many things. I'll say this one: uh, it it made me realize that compassion is universal. It's a universal mm. language. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And also to that fact that my story is worth something. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that are going through treacherous, like, 
like experiences right now at like a young age yeah. that I would not wish on anybody. Right. Like you, you hear the grotesque stories yeah, man. all throughout, you know, our experiences when we talk to people and I'm like, you're 12 and how are you going through this? Yep. But your story and whoever is watching this and listening, your story is worth something. Yeah. That's what that taught me. Yeah. Because when I was going through those experiences that I shared at that school, mm-hmm. I had to go back to mm-hmm. when those happened. Mm-hmm. And when those happened, I thought that this experience is worth nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going through the motions. I'm hurt. I'm abandoned. I feel rejected. But yeah. this isn't worth anything. Fast forward. Now I'm talking to about 500 kids. Yeah. And I'm realizing this story, that that was actually worth something. Yeah. That had value, yeah. even though it hurt. Yeah. That had value, even though I felt alone. Facts. That had value, even though I felt like it didn't. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just to right. simplify it. Right. So I was excited, man. I was yeah. I was grateful, and you know, at that time I was coming up to like my thirty third birthday, and uh, so yeah. I was very I was very reflective of That's like dope. where I'm at in my life, and it was just like, man, I didn't see this far. I really didn't. Wow. Not for any other reason. I just didn't. You don't think like that yeah, yeah. when you grow up in the area that I grew up in. You don't right. think that far ahead. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Isn't that gets crazy it, gets too? It. Like whenever you're like you're either preparing for something like that, a speech, or, like, you have to reflect and low-key go back through that hurt again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're mm. kind of having to relive it to remember how you felt, yeah. how to, like, be able to put it in words to relate to another kid, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so, um, like, whenever you were sitting down and writing this, what was the three things? Because you, you had three points. I did. Through that whole thing. What was, the, what was the three things that, like, stuck out to you throughout your story that you're like, this is what I want to hit on? Man, identity, worth, and value. Like, it, 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 it has to go back to those three things. But right. to, to, to be more detailed, um, man, I, I, <laughs> I would only have to go back into the stories. When we talk about identity, right. I would have to, like, talk about, like, the gang life that I was right, in. Right, right. When we talk about value, I would have to talk about the fact that I didn't have a dad. And so there was mm. no concrete value to be instilled in me. Right. And when we talk about worth... I have to talk about my self-esteem that wasn't there because I had no emotional backing from my mother because wow. she was emotionally broken. Wow. And then I had no emotional strength from my sister, who's another female that I looked up to because she didn't have a father any, like, as well. Wow. So, And we're all, we all had different dads. That's real. And so when we talk about self-esteem, when we talk about a lack of a father figure, yeah. and when we talk about finding identity through violence, yeah. all of those things had... A meaning, a purpose, but I didn't see it at that time. So when I was going through, you know, making this, you know, speech and writing up these points, those stuck out major because without those, I wouldn't be who I am today. Like we were talking about earlier. And, um, you know, not that I wouldn't have anything important to say, but like my my life orchestrated the way that it was supposed to be orchestrated. And so to, to see me having the strength and tenacity and courage to talk how i talked that day yeah is <clears throat> an absolute blessing yeah well man. that's crazy yeah and it's also like i feel like setting setting the tone setting the environment and everything for mm. um a student because like in that mind in that mindset like whenever you're a middle school high schooler you feel like anything that happens to you is always it's just gonna me. last it's just me yeah it's, it's happening to just me exactly yeah. and like they feel like this moment or this girlfriend or this boyfriend or this like uh addiction or whatever it's it's never gonna go away mm-hmm. and it's this is like so monumental that it's like they don't think 
okay, you know, a couple of years down the road or a year down the road, six months down the road, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to have this person. I'm not going to be around the same people. I'm not going to be around the same person that hurt me. Or if I am, it's going to be a completely different hurt. So yeah. I've got to conquer that as well. <clears throat> you know what point. I'm saying? And so it's like, I mean, like getting out of even that like realm of high school sometimes, I feel like even for me, like getting out of that, man, it's like that put a whole new perspective on time. Mm-hmm. And a whole new, like, value on, like, family. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, people that are, um, and even just future, future in general. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. future, um, like, we tend to, whenever we just think about the things that are going around us or whatever's just happening to me, me, me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then, like, I don't think about, okay, how can I help somebody else? Yeah. How can I help Julian and his, her? Or how can I, like, look you know, years down the road and be like, yeah, this is where not, I want to be. <clears throat> yeah. You're not thinking like that. You don't no. think about goals. No, because you're always self-centered and like thinking about, okay, this part, I got to do something to this person to get even. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you got all that testosterone flying around <laughs> your body, all that right. violence and that rage. Right. You know? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild, man. And so like for you, I think it is just, is mind blowing to me and it's super dope to be able to see that like, you know, you going from the story that you told to where you're at now. Yeah. Man. And then now where you're you're planning <clears throat> on going. Yeah. You know? I, I just think that, man, a lot went into it. Yeah. Um, the experiences that I've had thus far in the film industry has been nothing short of a blessing. Yeah. And it's interesting how, like, you know, we're looking at the world and it's like a pandemic and COVID. Right. For me, I took that as an opportunity to just because even from before COVID, I took time away. From, like, creative arts and film and stuff like that. Of, like, auditioning and things. Just for, like, your mental? or For my mental health. Yeah, yeah. For my mental health. That's dope. To slow down, to remind myself of who I am, whose I am, Mm. and just really focus there. Right. In the middle of that, I was able to be uh, a part of a documentary that focused on a lot about, you know, um, racial injustice in Canada. So Mm. I was able to be a part of that. And that documentary right now is up for about 10 film festivals. Wow. And it's just amazing how... Is that the one you were talking about that's like yeah. about your personal? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it, ha- it, it, it goes into the story of myself. I got yeah. my brother from my old church uh, named Kwesi and uh, a- another um, older lady as well. I think her name's Natasha. I don't can't remember. Be don't kill me. That right. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. If she's watching this, don't kill me. Right. But... um. It goes into our lives and our experiences and that. So that documentary just literally took off. The reason why I bring that up is it was so meaningful. That documentary was so meaningful that I, to this moment, Mm. am so fulfilled being a part of that. Wow. So fulfilled. More than I would been, more than I would have been if I was a part of like an episode on Big Bang Theory. I don't For know. For real. Like, I mean, like, it, it, that stuck more. I mean, you know. Because it had purpose. Because it had purpose. And it was low-key about your life. And it was low-key about you my life. You had to play you. I had to How play How do you me. play Julian? Man, it takes a minute. You need a lot of prep. A lot of practice. You need a lot of prep. You got to right. prepare. Did you look in the mirror and be like, you today are <clears throat> Julian? You know, every time I look in the mirror, I just try to remember to brush my teeth. Oh, that's, me. That's the... The mission. What's the what's oh. the what's the actual? Uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta give us the routine of whenever you wake up. Um, when I wake up, you know what? I'm I'm gonna put myself on blast. Go ahead. I, I drink I drink tea before I brush my teeth. 
What? I drink tea. I like drink. sweet tea or green, green tea? Green what? tea. Why? Straight. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's just something. <laughs> what made you think like this will be I know, a good I want, idea? I want, I want a hot liquid <laughs> before, what? I, before I put any minty. You're not joking. No, I drink tea before I brush my teeth. I want everyone what? to fight me. What? Like... I want everyone to fight me. I'm going to <laughs> wave at some people. No, go ahead. So, like, okay. I'm wave at some people. When, when was the first time you thought this would be a good idea? <laughs> None of your business, man. Um, no, That I is was, wild. I've never heard that. It's probably, when I, it's probably when I moved out. And I just had, like, I'm like, I'm going to create my own routine. I like tea. Mom's not here. <laughs> Give me some green tea today. I always used to watch those, like, martial arts movies. And they just used to, like, drink tea. And I'm like, oh, tea. Yeah, they're cracking like, eggs and stuff. But not yeah, before yeah, you yeah, brush yeah. your teeth. I, just, I drink tea before I brush my teeth. I don't eat food. Before I brush my teeth. So you're not a breakfast person. I'm a breakfast person, but I brush my teeth before I eat breakfast. Yeah. But you still drink tea. I do. Before you brush tea your teeth. Tea is not breakfast. And then food. Next question. That is. Tea, okay. tea is not breakfast. All right. All right. That's that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, rapid fire on would you rather. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> all right. These are off the top. Okay. Off the top. So really, you don't even. Uh, he did not prepare these. So that means like questions. I don't just like your intro, you don't know what's gonna happen. Okay. I don't know what's gonna happen. Would you rather rapid right. fire unprepared questions on the spot? Got to. Okay. That makes it even more better. Okay. Even more better? That okay. makes it way better. All right. All right, here we go. All right. Would you rather have bananas for fingers? Or would you rather have your toenails? Off your body. Do I do no I toenails? Bananas for fingers. Do I feel the pain of having no toenails? Now nah, you just smooth rounded off like nutshell looking toes. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no toenails, man. <laughs> for I real? I can't do nothing with bananas. Let's, let's for say, fingers. let's say your fingers are just the shape of bananas, but they're not actual bananas. Would that change your decision? Slightly. Really? Slightly. Slightly, I'm still gonna go with no with toenails. Toe yeah, I'm still gonna go oh, with yeah, no toenails because I can oh, cover oh, them oh, up. Oh, I can't cover oh, these oh, up oh, all oh, the time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Would you rather have a body full of hair, like you look like a werewolf? Sure, okay. Yeah. And it would grow back ten times faster if you shaved it. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You go yeah. whoosh, poof, whoosh, all that. Okay. Yeah. okay, so either hairy all over. Yes. Or scales all over. Uh, do the scales fall off? There's so many questions. There's peeling involved. There's, There's peeling, peeling involved. involved. Yep, yep, yep. Oh man, this is this is scales or hair. <laughs> scales. What scales? Scales? I can't do with grow hair growing back, bro. What? You know how much work? Scales? Do you know how much work it goes into shaving your entire body? That's like a four-hour job, you and then it grows back. You probably wouldn't even be able to shave if it right. grows back that fast. Yeah, just let it run. Scales. Scales. Next. Scales. I'm peeling everywhere. <laughs> Sweep. When you meet me, walk with a broom. What you gonna get the scales? I like I like the uh, um, the imagery. That's good. That's good. Okay, so all right, <clears throat> would you rather die by fire 
or die by drowning? What is happening? Would you rather burn alive or drown? I I don't. <laughs> My worst fear is drowning. Oh, man. Die by fire or die by drowning? Uh-huh. My worst fear is drowning, by the way. I've almost drowned at least three times <laughs> in my life. One, one, one of my boys from back back, back in Toronto, O'Neal, he said, just run. <laughs> just run. <laughs> Look, man, for everybody that's joining in, um, I'm not sure if you saw the live from before. I wasn't able to post it, but this is Gen Y. We have just finished, um, well, still in the middle of a very, very important conversation. Very talking important. About life and um, all Would you rather? That. Deal with it. I was just asked the question: Would I rather die by fire uh -huh. or die by drowning? I'm gonna go with fire. Really? Yeah. Why? That sounded I, uneasy. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go because yeah, go I don't. Fire. I don't like water. I don't like deep water. I would never jump out of a plane into water. For real. Water's too majestic and wide for me. Fire just gets to the point. Fire's like. But you feel every Fire, bit of it. Fire's like, you're going to die. Water's like, we're going to take you slowly. I don't want slow. Because what if what oh if water what if, what if water gives up and says, well, you know what? Gives there, up? There's a shark coming. So Water gives up? Yeah. What if what if How? the water drowning experience, experience gets interrupted by a shark? Nothing will interrupt the fire. Nobody death. said that you had to be in, in an ocean. No, but I'm saying nothing will it's just interrupt. water drowning. I'm just, well, I'm going for gold. Okay, I'm going maybe, for the maybe. extreme. You're just in the Atlantic, who, just chilling. Who else is good? I'm not going to drown in a pool. Right. I got control in a pool. <laughs> I can stand up. I can stand up. I can get I'm to the I'm a grown ledge. man. <laughs> if we're talking, we got to talk ocean. <laughs> right, right, right. So I think the drowning experience would get interrupted by a shark or a killer whale. I mean, fire is. Uh, this this is happening. This is happening. There's nothing you can do about it. You can it. stop you're drop a, and roll. You're in a furnace. No. Stop drop and roll. I'm in a furnace. Stop drop and roll. Don't work. Fire gets to <laughs> the point. Don't work. Drowning. One, Never seen Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The drowning experience. They stop drop and roll so fast. Too long for me. Which one is faster, Amanda? Wow. Fire is faster, so I choose. Which fire. one is faster? I think. Fire. But, how is that faster? You feel, let's say somebody. You're dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fast it is. I'm saying like, okay, think about this. Somebody is just like blow torching you. Yeah. Like, like parts of you. Right. And then you start dwindling down your body. See now. Let's see, think now, now you're, you're, now you're, you're in, under the water. See now. You're, how long can you hold your breath? Now you're in. Now you're, no, no, no. How now long can you're you, introducing so you're saying a different you can, concept. I'm saying you got to think about all the possibilities. Okay, blowtorch. Uh, you know what? I'm still going to do fire, man. Wow. I'm That's impressive. I'm still Even though fire. I'm afraid of drowning, I, I would rather drown. You would rather drown? I would rather drown because it's going to be way faster. You just swallow some water and you out. out. I still don't like If water. you know you're about to drown, that you know you're going to die. Fire is painful. Very painful. I might have to change my answer. Nope, you can't now. You're drowning. <laughs> you're getting the blowtorch. <laughs> I'm getting the blowtorch. <laughs> All right, so enough of that. So let's get into uh, what has Julian got in his future besides getting yeah. married to a beautiful Kiana. Well, that's the only thing important to me. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, this is cool. over. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you later. Next um, time. Next no, time. No, yeah. June less, 10th, right? less than Less than two months, June 10th, man. Come my on. My guy. Like yes. 50 days, I think. 50 days. 50, 51. That's impressive that you know the days. Yeah, well, you know, she keeps telling me. So oh, me. I can't. 
No, we both are counting the number down, man. We're both counting down. I'm just playing. That's that's my that's my best friend. I always joke yeah, about yeah. it. But um, no, that's very exciting to me. Uh, planning everything is exciting. Yeah. Obviously, ups and downs. But you know, <clears throat> even in the ups and downs, you, you maintain a balance of understanding that uh, we we're, we're investing into the marriage, not into the wedding. Right, okay? right, right, right. You know, so that's that's that's, that's the importance for me, and it's always right, right. an investment. So. To know that um, we check in, we're on the same page emotionally, physically, spiritually yeah, is yeah. is where we got to be. Y'all be waking up early and working out, huh? We do. Some days be struggling. Some days be, be too. you know, the, the, the struggle. 4 a.m., come mm -hmm. on. But um, down, down the pipeline, uh, like I said, we just, you know, um, unleashed the documentary directed by Mark Bone. Yeah. Um, man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Mark Bone's... Instagram, but I will tag him. Mark, you will be tagged. Uh, but Mark Bone is a phenomenal director out of the city of Toronto. And he directed the documentary. And so that's that has a lot of traction right now. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to be a part of that project. Um, as to what's coming up, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities that are kind of like circling the air. Nothing, uh, you know, you know, concrete. concrete. Yeah, nothing wow. concrete yet. I don't like how you say the same word as me at the same time. I'm telling time. you, bro, we are the same I, I just, person. I, I don't. I don't. Look, at, show him the chain. Appreciate show him the chain. <sighs> I so showed we, up. We, we no, showed no, no, up. no, 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 no. We showed up. I, there's no. We showed up. We sh I was wearing this chain, and he said, "Hold on a second. You'll never." Because we were talking. Uh, we were talking about how on Sunday we showed up wearing the same, pretty much the same outfit. We did. Okay. And then you were like, yeah, let's take a picture, blah, blah, blah. I haven't posted it, but you started. Don't, don't act like it wasn't exciting anyway, for you. Don't say it like I, that. <laughs> don't say it like, ah, let's take a picture. That's what you said. Yeah. That's no, what you said. I didn't say it like you, that. You bent over and whispered to me and said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to need a picture of this. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and then. Who talks we're talk like this? <laughs> you do. And then I'm over here talking about, I'm, I've got this chain on. He goes to his car, okay? <laughs> okay. Goes to his car because it was in. I was gonna wear it, but you know when you like, I'm like, I'm not gonna wear a chain. It's probably gonna mess up the lighting. I don't know. It's gonna mess up the light. What kind of thing you wear? Like ten karat gold, <laughs> diamonds all over. I can't do this. Jeez. Oh uh, man, what, what what was I talking about? Things that are coming down the pipeline. So, um. Documentary just got released. A lot of traction. Nothing's concrete. A lot of film festivals. Nothing is concrete right now, but I am very intentional about uh, being a part of a lot of films yeah, that yeah. Um, are like, yeah, opportunities and things like that that are circling in the air. I like what is coming up because I don't see what's coming up. Ooh. And usually what you don't see are the big things. Yeah, yeah. What I have in my plate right now is what God wants me to manage because I truly believe for myself what's next is going to solidify everything that I've been praying for. But it's my character that's most important. Oh, me. Wow. That's so, I, but, it, you know, when you think about it, those 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 are not easy thoughts to have because right. naturally as a... As an overachiever, you want to get these opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to be productive. There's something about us as uh, overachievers, some creatives, mm. we want to just be in it. But that tough tension of knowing you have the talent, knowing you have the potential, but sitting down and having to wait for that green yep, light yep. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something about that. And so what I'm doing right now to continue to occupy myself is, man, I, I still I still love writing music. So, you know, um, that passion of mine has not died. I love writing in general. Mm-hmm. So that passion has not died. And so I do that. So before anything else comes, nothing is going to determine my passion. Yeah. I'm still going to keep it up. That's good. So when the roles come and when anything else comes, that's not going to make me happier. Yep. It's just going to bring me closer. Got to you. my goals. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna make me happy though. It's not gonna define you. It's not gonna define me. No, that's dope. That's dope. No man, it's it's something about the anticipation and what you're doing right now is a really good job. Cause like you've only been in what Oklahoma? How many months? I mean, like solidified <laughs> a month, Oklahoman. Mu- a month and like two couple weeks. And you've already connected with some amazing people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like for you, what you're doing, you're you're moving with intentionality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's what is different than you just waiting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Because, like, you are ready in this in and out of season, you know, but mm. but you still being able to move with intentionality is like, I still got the talent, I still got the ability, but I'm waiting for the availability to pop up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the thing. Jordan that you, Miller. <laughs> that's the thing that you're actually, like, getting at right now and i feel like with you connecting with everybody that you've connected with i think that that is what's going to set you apart than just somebody that's like i've got the talent but i'm going to sit on it you know what i'm saying that's not that's not something that you need to do you're not you know can we do a part two to this man this (laughs) this come on man come on like i i no absolutely everything is spot on i got nothing to add to that that was prolific no, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. That is that is that is the that is the truth. That is the feeling. That is the the motivation. Right, right. Um, and I'm I've been seeing that. I've been seeing favor. I've been seeing because of that passion, and not being passive with my passion. Passive I've, with your passion. Don't 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 be don't be passive with your passion. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Because I've I've seen that favor. Yeah. Because I'm not passive with my passion. Um. That, that 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 speaks volumes, man. Yeah, it yeah. It speaks volumes. Definitely. And it's something about honing your craft. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because whenever you start to hone into it, it just starts becoming natural. Mm-hmm. And then that really does make you ready in season and out of season. Yeah, because Michael, Michael Jordan was good right. when he got to the NBA, but he was North Carolina good. He wasn't Chicago Bulls yeah. good. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. He was North Carolina good Uh huh. because we forget about the years – that it took him to get the championship. And coaches told him that he wouldn't make it, blah, blah, blah. All of that all stuff. So when Michael Jordan's first year in the NBA, he was North Carolina good, but he was not Chicago Bulls good. Wow. He got Chicago That's got to be a good. line in a rap. That has something. to be. That's got to be. That's somewhere. That's got to be. That's somewhere. But it's not. But it's not. Not yet. Not yet. That's but, right. But um, I think there's something, real, there's something that speaks to that. You do have to hone your craft. Yeah. The reason why I winced when you said that is because that's not that. That's not an easy season. But mm. it's it's necessary. Yeah. It's definitely. necessary. There's something in the waiting. Mm-hmm. And there's something in the... Something in the waiting. Wow. <clears throat> something in the waiting. Shout out Adam. Adam, what's up, man? That's th- one of the most talented young men in Canada right now, who's an actor, Adam Swain. I'm going to shout him out right now. One of the most talented actors that I know. He's currently on the Hardy Boys TV show Word. and uh, A Million Little Things TV yeah, show. Yeah. If you ever heard of those TV shows, yeah. watch those TV shows. Adam Swain, remember the name. <laughs> I got my rhyming, baby. <laughs> um, love you, man. 
But uh, yeah, man, um, there's there's something in the waiting for sure. Definitely. What the, okay, so now we're, I mean, obviously we're on the kicking game side, but kick game. I want to, no, no, I'm going to a, a jokey, jokey. Okay, yeah, but go ahead. not in a weird way. But like, <laughs> you from Canada, bro. Yeah. You've got a lot of talented artists from Canada. Yes, we do. Who's your favorite, uh, like, Canada artist? Favorite Canada? Oh, man, I don't really have a favorite. Uh, I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. Are you just saying that? Just I'm, I don't. I do not have a favorite artist from for real. I don't. I think every every artist different genre. The thing I love about Canada is we're versatile, so we give yeah. we give a different flavor. Yeah, like you know what I mean. True. Justin Bieber does something different <clears throat> than Drake. We got pop. Drake got does rap. something different than Weekend. A little R and B. Weekend yeah. does something from you know. Chaos, you know, Ooh, chaos does yeah. something from something different from party next you door. Know, party next door. Yeah. So like, you're always gonna love the flavor. So you can't. Have, that's is why it, when is you it go to an ice cream store, there's all these different flavors. And like, how many flavors do you want? You wow. want five? Do you want three? Right. Because there's no favorite. Wow. There's only flavors. I want a whole banana split. You know what I'm saying? So I like the flavors of of artists that come out of Canada. You know I Jim Carrey came out of Canada? Yeah, he did. Isn't that wild? Scarborough, man. One of my favorites. Jim Carrey. That is wild. Crazy. I think he's from Scarborough. Who else, yeah. who else came came out of Canada? Oh my gosh, so many people. Jim Carrey, um uh Mike Myers, Austin Powers. For real. Um, explains the accent. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. He's uh he just passed away uh, a while back. Wow. That's actors from Canada. Actresses. I, oh, my gosh. I forget. I think Brie Larson is from Canada. Uh, Captain Marvel. Really? I think she's from Canada. I could be wrong. You just um, want to claim that. I understand. I yeah, it is what it, it is. Um, I, well, Man, there's um, I got a good friend of mine. I acted with him. Uh, his name is Giacomo. He uh. Uh, played uh, Dr. Luca on Grey's Anatomy. Word. Uh, he's out of Canada. Okay. Uh, Stefan James. Uh, Shamir Anderson. Um, man, I so many actors, so many people that are doing amazing things come out of Canada, and you would never know until they start to represent it. So, wow, Canada is amazingly talented. So, as an actor, is there one actor that you kind of idolize? Like acting style, like their whole being versatile in all of the acting roles. Like Robert anything. Downey Jr. Really? Yeah. I love okay. Yeah, see, yeah, this yeah. is why Robert Downey Jr. For, for sure. real, I had to think about it. Just because he's like, like hella sarcastic, or what is it? Sarcastic. He's just he's very grounded and 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 free in what he does. Ooh, okay. And I, I just feel like that That's comes wild. that comes from a place. He's very mechanical with his with his acting. Okay. There's a lot of gears working behind his uh, acting ability. When you see him on screen, it just yeah. he looks like there's something going on behind his face. Like Ooh. stuff's working, like stuff's moving. Okay. And you're like, you're more interested in what he's going to do next because you're like, I can see him working. I can see his brain working. Yeah, yeah. What is about to come out of his That's mouth? That's wild. How is it going to manifest through his yeah, body? Yeah, yeah. That's just his his style of acting. He's one of my top five for sure because yeah. like, I, I just love like, I mean, Iron Man is like, yeah. he, I feel like he's not even acting. No. Because like he seems like he's that he's just that kind of guy. That's him. And yeah. then like uh um Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Bro, he's just 
super sarcastic and Phenomenal. like hilarious. Phenomenal. Um, no, I feel that. I feel that. But he's he's one of my top five too. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Um, that's dope. That's dope. Well, man, um, is there anything that you would like to? I mean, you know the type of audience that we're in front of. Um, you know the people that even on the podcast we have a whole different crowd pretty much of like young entrepreneurs people that are coming out of high school um we've got business owners as well that are on this so if there's anybody out there that you want to speak to leave them with one line whatever motivates you besides you getting up and drinking tea and brushing your teeth and then eating food um what is one thing that you base your day off of um that motivates you for the rest of your day make time for the people that you love and pause for the people that you're growing in love with. I don't care if you own a business. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. Making time for the people that you love will stick with you and help you grow in whatever you do. Yeah. And pausing to learn how to love people that may be unlovable is worthwhile. That'll reflect in your business transactions. That'll reflect in the businesses that you want to open, mm. the money that you want to make, yeah. how you make it, the motive for making it. Relationships are everything. Wow. You started that business based off relationships because mm. you wanted to create something to serve people, right? right? Right, right. And if you wanted it to just serve yourself, it really wasn't serving yourself. You were creating it to serve yourself so you could serve your family. Right, right, right. I want to generate income so I could help people around me. Right. So everything you do, Everything that you have done as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as you graduate high school, you did that for other people. Wow. Deep down in your subconscious, yeah. you are fighting to graduate to make your mom and your dad proud, yeah. to make grandma and grandpa proud, yeah. right? So all the things that we do are motivated through relationship. Wow. Relationship is the epicenter of our existence. That's real. So make time for the people that you love and pause for the people that may be difficult to love but know that love can be one there. Wow. That's dope, man. Well, I appreciate your time, my man. And uh, we'll definitely have to do a round two, man. Absolutely. um, Absolutely. Follow him on anything and everything. Where at? Uh, Instagram. You can follow me at Julian Hyacinth. Hyacinth. That's on Instagram. I'm the same. It's like saying the highest synth. Right. Wow. Yes. My bad. bad. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm the same name on Facebook and um yeah just look out for new things that are coming up you want to spell that for the <clears throat> illiterates yeah hyacinth is uh pretty much uh how you spell the, i don't know for people that know it's a flower but um right. you just you know spell it with an e but that's h-y-a-c-i-n-t-h-e perfect and uh julian is spelt um j-u-l-i-e-n not yeah. a-n right um so there's an e instead of an a perfect but um yeah so uh yeah just to Thank you for, yeah, yeah. for this. Thank you for any sort of interest in, in my story as things begin to unfold. I'm, I'm grateful for the one and I'm grateful yeah. for the 1,000. So. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we appreciate your time, my man. Thank and you. do not forget, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things so we can successfully share Julian's story, everything that he's doing and how he's impacting everybody else. It's the robot. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's a professional dancer as well. He hasn't put that on his resume yet. But anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Generation Y podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace.